Hello and welcome to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer, a series featuring conversations with experts to share recent market developments, key insights and strategic inputs from around the globe. Hello everyone, I'm Kelly Chia, Deputy Head of Research Asia here at Julius Baer. And welcome to our weekly podcast. In about five minutes, we'll walk through the key highlights for the week. And we are already into the second week of the second half of the year. And here's what's on our radar. First recap of last week, stocks pretty muted. And the major indices were generally consolidating while waiting for really important employment numbers. In the US, these employment numbers were quite strong as we expected. However, the market read this as good news equals to bad news because it meant that the Fed meeting on the 26th of July, later on this month, would give the markets another rate hike. Indeed, market implied expectations of a rate hike on that meeting, 26th July, of the FOMC is now at 95%. If expectations are already that high, you know what, the Fed is just going to go ahead with it. Moving in tandem, yields on government bonds have also started to rise. The two-year US Treasury yield broke 5% before giving some of that back. And the 10-year Treasury also broke the 4% level. This also moved deposit rates for cash in the US to above 5% for all durations. So this ranged from one day, you know, at 5.1%, to one-year rates at almost 6%. Of course, the one-day rate is a pro-rated rate, right? I mean, um, and all of this hit the bond markets pretty hard. And the asset class is obviously struggling as we speak. Moving along, this week's quiet stock markets likely to start to get active again on Thursday, 14th July, because US megabank JP Morgan will be starting its earnings or it will be reporting its earnings for its second quarter. We find that market commentary has really strangely been quite quiet on how the bank is going to do. Whether that's a good or bad thing, let's see how that silence will break on Thursday when it announces its results. The Nasdaq will also be rebalancing its index as the top seven stocks now make up almost half the value of the Nasdaq 100 index, which means that seven stocks make up almost 50% of the value, while the rest of the 100 stocks make up the rest of the 50%. So that means the downweighting of these stocks will imply outflows and probably some downward pressure on the share prices of these seven stocks. Because fund managers will use the Nasdaq 100 as a benchmark, will sell to align with the index. So we've also observed that there's been some shorts being put on, but it appears to be, thankfully, more of a hedge in case of quote-unquote earnings accidents rather than the overall expectation of a very big down move in the market. Moving closer to Asia with China, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen wrapped up her very high-stakes trip to China last Sunday. She described it as a mission to revive engagement between the two largest economies. While in China, Ms. Yellen held 10 hours of talks that she described as direct, substantive, and productive, and said that had brought US-China closer ties on a surer footing. So continuing on the theme of China, stabilization of the economy seems to be really accelerating like we previously highlighted. The authorities have just announced an extension of what they call the 16-point financial measure that was introduced last year in November 2022. 
This is to help the weak property sector. Of particular interest are two measures that help the property market in terms of loans to property developers. These were only enforced for six months, but now will be extended for entire one and a half years. We recognize that the situation does appear to be bad and the Chinese government could eventually announce some form of rescue package. However, we think this will be probably handed out in a gradual manner rather than a historical Big Bang fashion. Finally, two big developments on product launches which many of us use. Meta has launched its Twitter lookalike app called Threads and the uptake has been impressive. Here are some comparisons. To hit 50 million users, Pokemon Go took 19 days, ChatGPT took one month, and Threads did this in just one day. And it doubled to 100 million users in just five days. So the real question here is that, if the users stay or leave. And why did we talk about leaving a hot app? Because ChatGPT, which I just mentioned just now, just saw the total number of users accessing it fall by 10% in June. And this is his first fall since it was launched in November last year. Is generative artificial intelligence already starting to fizzle out just half a year after its launch? I think only time will tell. So that's all I have for you today. Thanks for all our listeners for tuning in. Take care, stay safe, and goodbye for now. You have been listening to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you've heard, please tell us by leaving a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Subscribe to Beyond Markets on your favorite podcast player to stay up to date with our latest episodes. To learn more about Julius Bayer, our people, our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbayer.com. We will be back with a brand new episode soon. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliusbear.com slash legal slash podcast for further important legal information.